Okay, today I'm not going to stay here for long, um, but I just want to talk about um, the Word of God. Um, it's something that we um, continuously hear all the time. It's, con- it's something that we um, continuously get taught about, and sometimes it's as if it actually gets boring to just every time a preacher comes in, they say, I want to speak about the Word of God, and you're like, oh, again. Uh, but, you know, um, it's something that really works in our lives. You know, the Word of God is alive. And in many cases, we hear the Word of God and we become very um, emotional about it and we never put it to use. Like, we never actually, you know, we, we can, you know, sometimes understand, you know, but then when we are faced with any situation in our lives and we are meant to apply the Word of God, Uh, we don't do it because then I realized sometimes when we come here to church yeah we do get emotional we get um, but we don't really um, yeah so I just want to start uh, by um, asking what is the word of God to you Um, it's a question that I asked myself for so many years I say to myself but what is the word of God to me what is the word of God in my life as a like personally, you know, and at first I had all my answers that I had in my head, of course, Uh, but then the more you study the Word of God, you understand a lot more um, what the Word of God is, and the more you personalize it in your life, you, you know, you, you get to understand what it's meant to mean in your life. Um, So what is the Word of God? First, um, I'll read from John chapter 1. Uh, verse, starting from verse 1, um, which says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Um, so here we see that in the beginning was the word. So the beginning, the, the word was there in the beginning. And this word um, was Jesus Christ. So in this um, you know, particular uh, context, it says that the word was with God. I remember before when I used to read this verse, I used to be like, ah, oh, the word was with God. And I used to take it as like, you know, the Bible was with God, basically. I actually used to think, oh, you know, the word was with God. It means just means that the word was with God or the words that God was speaking. But then I realized, no, it is actually Jesus Christ. He was there in the... Because in most cases when we're growing up, we tend to start to think that Jesus only came when, you know, Mary got pregnant and then he was born, you know. But then he was there from the beginning, which this... um chapter is saying that you know he was he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made which means that like all creation that was being made in Genesis when we look at Genesis chapter 1 everything that Jesus that God was making he was making it with Jesus they were doing it together like they were like you know creating the world that's why it says 
in the beginning was the word. That means it was the beginning before anything, before anything else was, it was the word. And you know, even in our lives, I always see this, this verse and I started applying it in my life, which says, all things that were made, all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made, which means everything that is you know, in the world, everything about us, you know, it, it doesn't start from anything. It starts from the word. Nothing that we can ever want is made without the word of God, people of God. So, you know, the word of God is, it's very important. It's, it's a very important, it should be like a very, very important part um, of our life. In him was life and, and the life was um, the light of men. We know Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our life. When you made your um, decision to say, I want to receive Christ, you know, I want Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life, you know, he's meant to be your life. You know, I know that us as young people, you know, there's things that we go like, oh my God, this is life. Oh, this is life. I'll, let's say I go and I, maybe I can listen to a song and I'm like, oh my God, this is life. You know, Jesus is our life. It says in his word, in him was life, and that life was um, the light of, um, of men. Amen. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the whole only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So um, the word of God became flesh, and we all know that Jesus became flesh. Um, he was born when Mary got pregnant, and then um, he lived with um, people, like he actually, like in the physical, like the same as we are right now. You know, Jesus uh, uh, did uh, become flesh, amen. So in this chapter, there is not enough evidence for us to see that the word of God is Jesus himself, amen. Um, we hear in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse uh, 4, I will just uh, quickly go to it, uh, which says, um, you know, the, the, the chapter where God was telling Ezekiel to speak to the, uh, to the dry bones. And he said to Ezekiel, um, prophesy and say, dry bones, hear the word of God. And we know that when they said, when he said, hear the word of God, he, you know, the word, the, the, these bones, they became, you know, they started having flesh and they, they, they came to life again. And the word of God that was being spoken here was Jesus. And we know that Jesus is life. You know, wherever Jesus is spoken, he brings life. The word of God is also the mind of God. You know, in some instances, there are parts where, yes, the word of God is Jesus Christ himself. The word of God is alive, you know, but the word of God is also the mind of God. Because the more you read the word of God, the more you understand who God is. The more you understand um, about um, God, the more you understand the things that God has done for us, the more you understand the things that God can do for us and the things that God wants to do for us. The thing with us human beings, sometimes we, you know, we know it all, like, you know, with our minds and everything. And that's why sometimes the word of God doesn't really make sense to us. And we tend to just not, like, take it as it is. We tend not to, like, really um, 
believe it, which I will touch on a little bit later in the sermon, but um, we always want to understand who God is. I mean, for a long time in my life, I used to ask the question, like, God, but who are you? Like, honestly, I used to just, sometimes even like when God has done something that I really want, or I could just sit and be like, God, but who are you? What are you all about? You know, and I realized that the more I was reading the word of God, the more I was realizing that, okay, this is God. He does these things. It's, 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 it's his nature. It's the kind of stuff that he does for anyone, you know. Um, and it made me to understand that, you know, the more I read the word of God, the more I understand um, him. And even when I'm in a situation or anything that will be happening uh, to me, you know, I know that I can apply the word of God, you know, because I understand him more and more. It's not easy um, to understand God, like seriously. <laughs> Sometimes there are times when you feel like, you know, I think I've, I'm somewhere. Then you realize you know nothing, really. <laughs> you know, you just feel like, oh, I think I'm starting to know this God. And then you, you get to a place where you're like, oh, you know, I think I'm, I've read the whole Bible, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I think. But then you realize, no, you know what? You're only starting, <laughs> you know. But the more you're reading and, and, you know, in keeping in the word of God, you're continuing to understand him through the Holy Spirit. Because you also have to ask for the Holy Spirit to help you to understand the word of God. Because, you know, there can be so many commentaries. There can be so many things, you know, and you can read them, you know. But without the Spirit of God, it's so hard. It's really hard to understand the word of God. Some of the people that have written the commentaries, they, they were Holy Spirit inspired. Some of them were just theologians just, that just have the thing that they were thinking. And some of the theologians, they also even base their, they intertwine their theories with, you know, science and things like that. And I said, I remember this one time I got to a point where I said to God, you know what? I don't want to read, com- I don't want to depend on commentaries anymore. I want the Holy Spirit to reveal your word to me. I want to understand your word through the Holy Spirit. Amen. The word of God, um, it helps us. It's like, for me, I see it like as a like protection against sin. The word of God says in um, Psalms um, 119, very common, you know, scriptures. Psalms 119 verse, I'll read verse... Um, 9 and verse 11, which says, How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? And then 11 says, Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Um, How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? You know, if you want to be a young man who lives right before God and, you know, gets his way cleansed, you know, um, because I know another version which says, how can a, like a young man keep right before God? You know, then it says by taking heed of the, uh, the word of God. And this part is the part where you realize that the word of God is very important. Because if you're not reading the word of God, then how are you going to know how, you, how to keep right before God? How are you going to know the things that God, you know, wants? And you know, how are you going to love God if you're not reading his word? 
because his word is the one that has everything that God expects from us, everything that God, you know, wants us to do, you know. It is the one that tells us that, like, if you love me, you'll do my will. If you love me, you will do this and that, you know. It's all in the word of God. And if you don't read the word of God, if you don't know, you know, about this word, then you're not going to know. You're just going to continue. You can be, um, you know, a believer. Like you can actually give your life to Christ and be coming to church every Sunday and be, you know, just another uh, person who knows that I've given my life to Christ and I'm here and I'm coming to church and that's but then without the word of God you know you won't know how to live this life that God wants us to live it's the manual it is what we need you know and as young people well I'll keep talking about young because I'm a young person but uh, but you know as people and as young people you know we really need the word of God you know it is the one that keeps us in check like right now, there's so many things that are happening in the world. And trust me, I could tell you this one thing. A lot of us young people and, you know, even the older generation, we're, sometimes we're so confused. We're so confused as to how should I live life, you know? Like you hear it, sometimes your friends can be like, oh, yeah, we can do this, we can do that. And then sometimes maybe deep down your intuition, you'll be like, ah, oh, but then what, she's, what, what they're saying, is this right? Like... Am I supposed to do this or should I do this? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? You know? And then in the end, sometimes you cannot even give yourself an answer. You don't even have an answer for it. Sometimes you end up just doing it because you're like, oh, well, because you don't know the word of God. You don't know how God wants you to live. You don't know exactly what God wants you to do in life. You know, because you, you, know, you don't know how you're supposed to, to live your life. You know, because you're, you're not reading, you know, like um, the word of God. The word of God says that um, that word I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Um, he, hiding the word of God in our, in our hearts. It's basically meditating on the word, thinking about the word, um, you know, keeping the word in your mind. Making sure that, that your word, the word of God dominates. You know, one thing I've realized about the Word of God is that it's everything we need. It can, it can literally um, help us with every single thing in life. You know, I used to be this one person that just sometimes used to be like, oh, you know what, there's some situations that you don't need the Word. Just tell us reality, you know. But I realized that, you know, if you read Proverbs, if you read Ecclesiastes, if you read those kind of, you know, you can see that, you know what, it can actually help you in this, any, anything, any, bring it on, anything that you, that you can think of, that you, any situation that you can think, oh, you know what, I, I, I think I can, you know, I don't really need the, it's there, it's there in the word, and it will help you as to, how, you know, how to make your decision and how to do your thing. So the word of God um, should control you. It should control your, your thoughts. It should, it should be the, 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 like, you know, the, the, the basis of, you know, like your decisions that you're making. The word of God uh, brings life. The word of God is everything um, that we need. Amen. Amen. 
Uh, one thing I've realized, um, especially in our generation, is that we are so, we're so full with you know, our lives. Um, you know, you're thinking, oh no, I need to go to school, and I need to finish school, and this is all about me, you know. I need to, my career, I need to do my, you know, my work, you know, I've got my um, talent, I need to, you know, uh, maybe I'm, I'm singing somewhere, you know, or maybe I'm a, I'm a dancer, or maybe I'm a soccer player, or maybe I'm a, you know, I'm a rugby player, and, you know, we, we use our strengths, and we use our mindsets and we use our, you know, like our expertise, our own, you know. We, we don't realize that, you know, the word of God says that it is him who gives us strength to make wealth. We don't realize that the word of God teaches more about, uh, like, he, he, like it, it teaches us about our, you know, us using our talents. And when we're doing uh, these things that we do, we don't realize that, some of the reasons why we were given some of these talents that we have, you know, it is for the glory of God. It is, God places you in that place because he wants you to do something or he wants you to accomplish something that has to do with his kingdom wherever you are. But because we don't really, you know, dwell in the word, we don't let it, you know, um, help us in what we do, you know, we just think, oh yeah, our strength, our strength. We just think, oh yeah, I'm there because I'm good at it, you know. But there is a reason. And when you read the word of God more and more and meditate, you know, and seek God more, you know, you will realize, oh, what is the reason why God gave me this voice to sing? What exactly does he want me to do with it? You know, we live a life whereby, because we are so full of these things, and even sometimes you're you know, playing you know, soccer and maybe you're so good at it, and you, know, you get signed up in all these you know, uh, clubs, or you, you make it to the top, you know? And maybe you've actually made it, and maybe you, know, you, you, you feel like, oh, you know what? I've made it. Um, you know, I, I didn't have to read the word of God for me to make it. Um, I didn't have to dwell in the word of God. I didn't have to, you know, I just did it because I can, you know. But then at the end of the day, one thing I've realized in life in Ecclesiastes, it says that there is a longing that God has created in us that only him, he can feel. You know, sometimes you can be on the top, like you can literally be on the top of everything, the celebrity, this, you know. But then sometimes when you're just there now and you're alone and you're thinking, you have this longing. You have it. It will never go away. And the word of God is the one that can, you know, fulfill it. The word of God, which is God himself. The word of God, with it, with it, which, is, which is Jesus. You need that word to fill. Because then in the end... That's when you end up going, looking for other things to do just because you're trying to fill that, that void. You're trying to, you want to be happy, but you can't. You want to be, so you end up thinking, oh, you know, maybe if I go and do this, if I go and drink a little bit, or if I go and, and try this drug, you know, you feel the, you know, the, 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 you feel the goodness probably at that time for just those two, three hours that you feel it, and then you're back to it again. And then the next thing, you go back again. And you keep going and keep going until you get to the point whereby you have destroyed yourself. And you don't notice it. You probably, some people, God gives them the grace to notice. 
but some people, you know, they die like that, you know? But if you read the word of God, if you, you know, just, just took time. I remember my mother used to say that sometimes one, one verse that works in your life, one verse that will, you know, it will, it will do something for you. It will take you a long way. Yeah. Sometimes I, rem- I know that as young people, we're scared. We, we're not scared as such, but we, we, we don't want to read the word of God because we're like, oh, I can't read five chapters. You know, I, I don't have the capacity, so why, why, why should I even bother, you know? But then, if you wake up, like, and you just read, even just in the beginning was the word of God, and just that one verse, you know, and you think about it the whole day, you know, make it a point to think about it. Like, if, like you, can, you, can, you can train your thoughts, you know? You can train your thoughts to think, oh, you know what, I'm going to think about the word of God. And you can actually think about it. Because sometimes the things that we think about in our minds, we are the ones. You can be like, okay, now I want to think about my business. And you can start thinking about it. Now I want to think about my shift. And you can start thinking about it. You can think about the word of God. You can meditate on it. You can literally put it in your head and be like, okay, today I'm going to think about the verse I, I read. What am I thinking about it? What do I understand about it? You need to meditate on the word of God. Amen. We need to understand that um, we really, really need the word of God, you know, and even as we receive the word of God in our lives, you know, we need to not just take it uh, by emotions, you know. We need to come to a point where even when you're not feeling those emotions like those, you know, but you still believe the word of God, you know, you still apply it in your life because it's, it's very easy, you know, for you to just feel, like I said earlier on, it's very easy for you to just feel emotions when the word of God is being spoken. Because the word of God is fire. It can make you feel fire, like legit physically feel fire. And then once you leave, that's it. You know, you felt the fire, but, you know, you felt that fire for that time and then that's it. You go on with your life and then when situations um, come, you know, you, 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 you just don't apply the word of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, the word of God uh, gives us um, faith. We know the word of God says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, the word of God is the one that, you know, helps us to, to grow our faith. I, I remember there are a lot of preachers that are always preaching and they're always saying that, you know what, you don't, you know, necessarily say, God, please give me faith, you know, but because faith comes, the word of God says it. And sometimes we find ourselves, basically myself when I was young, before I knew, I used to pray that prayer like, God, give me faith, you know. But then I realized that no, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What you need to be praying for is so that God can help you to understand the word of God so that your faith may grow. Amen. But faith itself, it comes from the word of God. Like when you major in the word of God, your faith um, grows. Amen. And obviously, even when we're reading the word of God, the word of God always works hand in hand with prayer. Amen. Um, 
faith is not just for like situations in life and things like that, but also we need that faith for us to believe the word of God. You know, you cannot, the word of God cannot work for you if you don't believe it. If you, and you need that faith to actually be able to believe the word of God. Amen. If you don't have faith, like in the word of God, <clears throat> there are things in the Bible that, you know, if you don't believe the word of God, you cannot, you can't accept them, you know. And then now, when the word of God is working in your life, it works partially, you know, because there are things that you actually don't believe. Why do you not believe them? Because of your mindset, or it could be because of what you've learned at school, and you know, you think this and that, and you feel like, no, you know what, a donkey cannot talk. But in the word of God, a donkey spoke, you know? So <laughs> you really need to believe the word of God um, for it to work for you. Um, we will just touch also even on some of the reasons um, why the, work of, the word of God does not work in our lives. Amen. Because yes, we've understood what the word of God is. Uh, we've understood what the word of God does in our lives. You know, we know, like I could, you know, start telling you from Genesis to Revelation about what the word of God does in our lives. And most of us, we, we, we know, we know these things um, about what the word of, but then what is the reason why sometimes we cannot actually apply this word, you know, um, to work or, uh, for us in our lives. I'm just going to read from the book of um, Matthew. It's a very common um, scripture. Uh, we know about it. We started learning it. Some of us started learning it when we were like in, I don't know, Sunday school or so. Um, that's the parable of the sower. Um, I'm not going to read, um, you know, the, um, the whole uh, parable, but I'm just going to read um, a couple of uh, of things. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read, like you know, starting from the bottom, and then I'll go to the. Um, therefore, uh, verse Matthew chapter thirteen, verse eighteen. <clears throat> therefore. Hear the parable of the sower. Um, the parable of the, the parable itself, it's uh, from verse 1 to um, verse 9. So this part is just the part where um, Jesus was now explaining what the parable means. And it says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. <clears throat> but he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. What I was talking about, that sometimes the word can actually, you know, catch you with fire and you can be, you know, but then because you have no root in yourself, 
having no root, I believe it's, you know, like uh, having Jesus Christ in your life. And not, personally, I feel like not that Jesus Christ whereby you, um, you probably did give your life to Christ, but then after that, that was it. You just, you just gave your life to Christ. And you say the sinner's prayer definitely, but obviously your way of life or whatever you're doing, it's not like Jesus is the, you know, Jesus rules in your life. You know, so basically you don't have that root in you. The, the root itself, it's, 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 you know, it's just there, but it's probably like a dead one, really, because it's not doing anything. And he goes on to say, when, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. You know, I've realized that sometimes here at church, especially us, the young children, the young youths, you know, the young people, when we get, um, maybe I would, put, I would put it as advice, you know, and um, our elders or, you know, the older generation are giving us advice, you know, and they're telling us, oh, you know, this thing, guys, you know, do it this way, do it this way. And here it says persecution arises because of the word, you know. They literally tell us the things that are in the word, but then sometimes we're just like, ah, no. We stumble, and we're like, ah, you know, what are they telling us? And the next thing, you're already like, ah, I'm no longer coming to church, you know. I'm, I don't want to, you know, I can't, you know. Yes, of course, there are times when, yeah, they might, the way they say it, you know, sometimes, you know, if someone comes and gives you advice when they're angry and when they are probably happier, it's totally different, you know. And sometimes maybe that day, that person was overwhelmed by emotions and then they spoke to you in a way that you felt, you felt attacked, but what they were saying was the truth. <laughs> but only that the approach that they, you know, that they used, you know, was a bit, yeah. And then you feel like, you know, I can't do this. You know, it's because, like, sometimes it's, it's just because in you, you know, that root, it's not, it's just there, it's dormant, you know, and then the next thing you, you stumble. And the stumbling is probably, you know, getting mad, retaliating, and you're like, you know what, I'm no longer going to that church, I'm no longer doing this, I'm no longer doing that, you know, because, like, that word is not doing anything in you. It's just, it's just, you, you, like you don't, you probably don't understand God like that. Because then if you knew that I come to church for God, I don't come for people. No matter what can happen, no matter what people can say, you know, no matter how they can say it to me, I still come here for God. And you don't come here and then you're like sitting at the back, like let's say you're this, you probably were this powerful praise and worshiper like myself. And then let's say someone did something to me, then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sit at the back. I'm gonna come to church, but I'm gonna sit at the back. Even if they call me to sit, I'm just gonna continue looking at them like this. You know? <laughs> like seriously, it happens. You know, it, it, it does happen, you know, and sometimes, sometimes we, we actually don't want to do stuff, you know, in, in the kingdom of God, you know, we do it like through church, obviously, but we are doing it in the kingdom of God, we're not doing it for ourselves, and we don't want to do it because something, someone has done to us at that church and you feel, you know what, 
But then if only you re- you dwelt in the word of God and you understood that, you know, these things, you do it for the glory of God. You do it in the kingdom of God. You do it because you are in the kingdom of God. When you gave your life to Christ and you, you know, you, 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 you started knowing God and you started wanting to go, you're doing it for the kingdom of God. You know, it's either, there are two kingdoms, and we know it. It's either you're in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. The word of God says you're neither hot nor cold. You know, God doesn't want those kind of people. Because some of us, we are partially in, partially out, you know, that kind of thing. And it goes on to say, now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and he ca- and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Most of us, we are sitting on this. Here in Australia, I remember when my parents, they came here before I came here and they said, oh, we went to Australia and you know, the land is beautiful. It's really good, you know, and you can do your stuff. Like you can actually do your, your things. You can work, you can make your money. And some of us, um, we are even um, um, investing back home, you know, because in Zimbabwe, with 50,000, you can build a house, a real one, you know, not just, (laughs) you know, a true house, you know what I mean? And for you to work 50,000 here, it's not even a hassle, you know? It's not a hassle, that's the honest truth, you know? And... Like the, and he said, you know, ah, the, the, the place is good, but you know one thing, they, there's a spirit there, and that spirit is like the people, you know, they depend more on themselves than God, on their strength, you know, because you, you, can, you can really, like a student can come here, an international student, and they can, I was an international student before, I could come here, go to school, work those 20 hours that you're supposed to work a week but i could still pay my school fees i could still pay my rent i could still do everything you know like i could still buy extra things i could even send money home you know and things like that and the honest truth is what more do you want if life is just that good you know what more um would you want you know and here it says that the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Most of us, we are, we, we are living in this de- deceitfulness of riches. You know? We think that we've made it. Like, you know, we think that, oh, you know, if I can pay my rent, if I can um, you know, pay probably the school fees for myself or for the children, you know, if I can do this, if I can do that, you know, we feel that that's it. You know, we, we, we have it. You know, and then because of that, we tend to relax. And then when we relax, the word of God is just, it's choked, you know, and it becomes unfruitful in our lives, you know. But then the thing is, when you read more of the word of God, you will realize that there is a lot more that God wants for us than just to be, you know, living that mediocre life, living that life where we just paying our school fees, having, you know, after all said and done, maybe you just have a thousand dollars left that you can save, you know, and stuff like that. There is more that God, you know, wants. And in life, one thing I've realized that you can go to work as much as you want, but then 
at the end of the day, sometimes you don't feel that, you know, fulfillment of leaving exactly what you want to do in your life. You know, you don't, you never have that fulfillment in you, you know, because you're not leaving exactly according to, you know, what God, like how you, you're supposed to, to, to leave according to your purpose, you know. And some of us, in many cases, it's so hard for us to find our purpose unless we read the word of God. You know, and also when you read the word of God, you tend, you will understand how God made you and you will understand how, you know, how you get to the point where you understand what your purpose is on this earth. <clears throat> and another thing um, about um, the reason why the word of God, um, you know, doesn't um, work in our lives is that. It says here on verse 15, same chapter, that for the, heart, for the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts, um, with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Um, we can see, obviously, I can see all of you here. I can see you know that it's raining outside you know but when we read the word we see the word words for words i can read english i can read it but you you know you can't you can't understand you can't understand the word of god when the word of god is being preached i can hear it you know like i can hear the audible words that are being said but you know i cannot understand the word of god and if i cannot understand the word of god it's so hard to apply it in my life if you buy anything, anything, and it has a manual, if you, like, I, I've, I've seen a lot of times, you know, when you buy a bed, and then it comes with the instructions of how um, it's supposed to, you know, be assembled. If you don't understand that stuff, you can never assemble that bed. You can have it, and it will be there at your house for God knows how long, you know, because you cannot understand. Same as the word. If you can't understand the word of God, it's hard for you to apply it in your life. You know, and I know there's a verse in Psalms 119 which says that, um, uh, which talks about asking God to help you to understand the word of God. It says, um, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It says, God, help me to understand your word so that I may do it. You know, so uh, it's one of those things that uh, because we, we don't understand the word of God, so sometimes it's hard for it to not work. It's, it's hard for it to work in our lives. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is our minds. You know, there's always a lot of uh, stuff that's said about the battle being in the mind. It is in the mind for sure. Um, because it's really hard, you know, for you to, um, like, sometimes believe the word of God as opposed to what you know, like what your mind, um, you know, is always thinking on and the stuff that your mind um, has been fed. Um, the book of Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 10, uh, it's a very common verse and we know it. It says, verse 4, it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything, 
every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And we know that in many cases, you know, we are so, we're so good at the things that, you know, our minds just tell us, you know. Like I, I mentioned earlier on that, you know, it's easy for you to know that or to think that, you know what, a donkey cannot talk. It, it's easy for you to think that, oh no, you know what, um, um, fish cannot, um, you can't find money in, in, in fish, you know, like in a, in a fish, like, you know, what Jesus instructed his disciples to do. There's so many things that Jesus did, you know, when we know that when you're blind, you know, you need an operation for you to see. But God took mud and then he, you know, sat on it and put it on his eyes and he saw. But because our minds, you know, our minds are so full of, like, we, we, we just know the, the way things are supposed to be. We, we just know. And because we know like that, it's hard for us to put the word. If we don't let the word dominate in our minds, if we don't hide the word of God in our lives, if we don't get to a point where we want to understand the word of God, we will always let our mind, you know, control. We'll always, even, we'll miss some of the things that we're supposed to actually, um, you know, enjoy, you know, because we are always thinking and thinking and thinking, you know. We're always making our decisions based on, um, you know, and it's hard. The honest truth is, it's actually really hard sometimes to, to leave it like that, you know. It's really, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, when you really think about it, you know, in many cases we are like, you know what, if, if, if I apply the word of God, you know, I don't think I can, I can survive in this world, you know. That's why the word of God says it's foolishness to those who don't believe. Because some of the things that are in the word of God, it's like, it's foolishness. Legit, it's just something that you'd be like, no man, it doesn't work like that. If, if I need money, I have to work for it. If I need this, I have to do this. That's, you know, like we were speaking um, uh, during Bible study, you know, when people were asking that, you know what, um, does God love us even if we are not, you know, we're not saved, you know, or do we have to do something for, 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 for God, you know, to, to love us more or for God to do this and that. But the word of God clearly says, for God so loved the world. It didn't say that, oh, the world did this, and then after the world did this, then he loved them, you know? So uh, today, I just want to encourage us to dwell more in the word of God. I just want to encourage us, especially um, us young people, you know? The, word that, the world that we're living in, it's so different. It's, 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 it's just gone something else, you know? And right now we have so many questions. I know sometimes the times when people are asking, oh, is this the end of the world? Is this this? It's all in the word of God. If you read and you understand the word of God, you will be able to know, you know, the way we live our lives, even in our unis, even at, at, at you know, at, sometimes we have all these questions like, ah, but then how do I conduct myself when I'm at uni? What if my friend asks me to do this and this and that? It's all in the word. You will find it there and you will know what to do when a situation comes. You will know how to do things. 
you know. But sometimes because we don't know the word of God, we keep on having all these questions and asking and asking, you know. And, you know, and we want to just do our own thing because we don't know what the word of God says, you know. So I encourage us to just, you know, dwell in the word of God, you know. Apply it in your life. Apply it in your life. I remember uh, when my mom passed away, you know, for a minute I was like, you know what, I've lost it all. This is it. This is where I end as a human being myself. This is where I end, you know. In my head, I was like, God, if you take me to, I'm good. You know, I remember there was a time when I actually even had a dream, and then I was dreaming about my mom, you know, and I was like, Mom, you know what? And I was telling, I was actually telling her that, Mom, take me with you in a dream. I was telling, you know what? I, I don't think I, I have anything to live for. And, you, know, I, you know, but then at the end of the day, the word of God is the one that made me to recuperate. It's the, it's the one that made me to come back to, to this, what I am right now. Being able to declare that God is good, you know. After, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing, you know, because for me, honestly, I always thought my mom is going to be there all the time with me. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, maybe I'll even die first. She will always be here, you know. But then I lost her. And I felt like I lost everything. But through the word of God, you know, I'm here now. Through the word, I had to literally start. It it felt like I was now starting again to to read the word of God, to say, God, make me understand your word again. Because I got to a point where I felt like, no, man, seriously, why? How could this happen to me? You know, and I, I think I got to a point where I actually felt like, you know what, I, I don't think there is any point for me to be, you know, serious about God or to pray or anything because either way, you know, he just does things that are like this and then I get hurt and then I do this and, you know, I felt so, you know, I got to a point where I was so broken to the point where I thought I, that was it. But I want to thank God so much for his word because it revived me, you know. It really revived Like that fire I was talking about, it really revived me. And the more I was staying in the word, the more it was helping me. So I just want to encourage us, people of God, to dwell in the word of God. I just want to encourage us, you know, because the word of God is power. The word of God is the healing that you need. The word of God is the money that you need. The word of God is everything that you can ever need so we ought to dwell in the word of God hallelujah if it is deliverance that you need it is in the word of God if it's your finances that are not if it's, if it's your friends or any issue that you might, that might be having problems, it doesn't matter what it's like. It doesn't matter what, you know, it does not matter what it is, you know. The word of God is powerful enough to save you. The word of God is powerful enough to heal. The word of God is powerful enough to do that which you want. And the word says he does exceedingly abundantly above that which we ask for. You know, sometimes I got to a point with the word of God that there were times where I could actually just think of something and it happens you know the word the word of God it does talk about God giving us the things that we think about people of God let's dwell in the word of let's apply the word of God in our life let's make it a thing in our life let's not just be emotional about it and then we go home and we forget about it but then let, let let's let's really apply it when you're faced with a situation you know if if you don't know what verse to apply it's better google 
Google it and say, God, what verse can I use for this situation that I'm facing? And let it become alive in you. Meditate on it. Speak, speak the word of God at all times. And you will see, you will see how your life will change. So right now.